what am I waking up to? Maybe some things I've said in the past, I don't even agree with anymore. I'm now looking back at those statements or beliefs and thinking, wow, I'm not there anymore. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Hello, my fellow rebel souls. Welcome back. We're nearing the end of Black History Month. We've had the incredible Justin Michael Williams on the podcast, and I'm honestly still buzzing from the conversation with him. I hope you guys are too. I hope you're super inspired by just the practical tips that he provided us, but also this idea of ending racism in this generation and signing up for the pledge at the end of his manifesto and donating to his Dream Bigger Foundation. And that's only the beginning. And honestly, this is, I will warn you, but I hope you won't leave me at this moment. (laughs) Stick with me. This is not fully planned out. This is a bit of an improvisation on the back of a conversation that I had. So with my new community, the Divine Feminine Leadership Academy, led by the gorgeous, gorgeous force that is Abby Gibb. She has these incredible speakers for us each month. And the other day, it was a woman who blew my mind and still has me rethinking everything in the best way possible. And I thought, I'll tell you more about her in a minute, but I just thought, man, the best way to process this is to speak it out loud, even if it's not perfect because progress over perfection, and to share how I'm processing it, to share how I'm making sense of what I'm going through. And that'll that'll make sense in a minute because it's very relevant to the message that she shared with us. And Whew, just some of the points that she made. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the architecture of this conversation is like she posed a couple of powerful questions and then some really, I think, vulnerable invitations and clear actions. And I thought about what do these mean in my life? So, Let me back up. Let me back up and tell you. So the woman I'm talking about is a woman named Bex Boruki. I did not know of her before the other day, and I'm almost 
embarrassed to say that if I'm honest. So I want to say up front, please go follow her. She's at Beck's Life, B-E-X-L-I-F-E on Instagram. And her website is beckslife.com. And Beck's, Beck's is so many things. I mean, as we all are, right? We're like these full humans. We are these whole humans. We are these multifaceted, beautiful souls. And one of the things that struck me in the first few minutes that she was talking to us is this idea that she's embracing all of it. She is an author. She is an activist. She is a mom. She is an entrepreneur. Oh, she's a wife, like all the things, all the things. She's a really engaged member and leader of her community. And I could go on and on and on. She's more recently the founder of a, well, she was originally an author with Hay House and kind of woke up to some of the messages she wanted to share in the world that might not be consistent with what Hay House and other publishers feel comfortable with. And she wasn't okay with the fact that she was looking around and as a biracial woman, half white, half black, not seeing other, you know, BIPOC voices represented at these really influential publishers. And she ultimately ended up leaving and starting her own publishing house to speak her own truth, which is what really what this podcast conversation is about, and also to represent the voices of BIPOC authors, of Black, Indigenous, people of color, representing their stories, their perspective, all of it. And her, well, she has now has, I think, two publishing arms. One is called Wheat Penny Press, and they publish, well, a lot of children's stories that, you know, show kids what is possible, no matter what the color of your skin is, where you come from, race, creed, color, gender, all of that stuff, which is so beautiful. I think it transcends into some adult work as well. And she's just about to launch something new and beautiful that will support minority voices and allow them to become authors and truly, truly, truly disrupt the traditional publishing industry. And I'm super excited about what she's talking about. I won't go into it in more detail because I'm not sure any of it's public. So suffice it to say that Beck Sporuki is somebody you want to follow. And the books that her 
publishing houses are putting out are things that we need to read and we need to gift and share, get them in hand, the hands of all of us who need to understand different perspectives, different lived experiences. So that's a little background on, on Bex. And in talking to her, I mean, she's Whew, she's incredibly passionate and articulate and real. She doesn't mince words, which made me love her. She felt definitely like a fellow rebel soul. And she has made me think a lot about where I am on the journey of wokeness, for lack of a better word. You know, this is especially hitting me hard on the back of the conversation with Justin Michael Williams, which if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to that episode. And I just wanted to share, I'm going to look at my notes. I poured myself a glass of wine for this conversation. So for those of you watching the YouTube video, you're going to see me. I got a little Pinot Noir in front of me and I don't know, I just... I'm recording this at night and I felt like I'm very raw at the moment because I've got some family stuff going on. And at the same time, I'm really glad this message landed with me in this moment while I was feeling all the feels. And so I just want to share with you some of the, like I said, the questions, the invitations, and the action that Bex shared with us. And a lot of it has to do with our proximity to privilege. And a lot of it has to do with her own lived experience as a biracial woman who is very fair-skinned and almost presents very ambiguously as she describes it and can move very freely in a lot of spaces. And that opened up so much realization for me as, I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't have known had she not said I'm biracial, you know, I'm product of parents who are black and white. And I have siblings who look very different, who have all different, you know, shades of skin. And I really appreciate the fact that she's on this mission to help us, you know, she she went through this kind of, I guess, awakening herself as she was an author at Hay House and waking up to her own kind of white privilege and a recognition of her own anti-blackness in her words. And she said some things that I'm literally sharing this in real time, you guys, as I'm processing it, but she said some things that I'm still sitting with, and I don't know exactly what they mean, but as far as I understand them, I'm going to share. This feels like the most vulnerable episode that I'm recording, second only to the episode that was called Rebelling for Vulnerability. So bear with me. And I hope that this also sort of evokes a response in you as well and that you start awakening to what's happening inside of you. 
And so that's probably a really good bridge or segue into some of what she talked about. And I think what I was most moved by is this idea of letting your audience witness or experience your own evolution or your own awakening. And I've been thinking about that as it relates to our Rebel Souls community, this community. Have I been as vulnerable as I can be, as open and transparent as I can be about my own evolution and my own awakening? And the question that Bex posed is this idea of what am I waking up to inside of me? And the invitation following that is this idea of, you know, talking about sharing, letting our friends, our community, our audience witness that, being super transparent about who, like, What am I waking up to? Maybe some things I've said in the past I don't even agree with anymore. I'm now looking back at those statements or beliefs and thinking, wow, I'm not there anymore. And her encouragement was, don't delete that stuff. Don't try to erase it. Simply amend it. Simply, you know, add to it in a in a in a super open way and say, you know what? I'm not there anymore and here's why. Here's what's going on. Here's what I've woken up to. And let's help each other understand the journey that we're on. So that just hit me and and I love the way she talked about it was like let's model it versus coaching it. And you guys know me well enough by now that you know I'm all about living it and modeling it. And I'll also admit when I'm not. But yeah, that just, that felt like, whew, right. So I'm actually wondering in my own world right now and speaking with like all the candor, you know, am I truly modeling my awakening on many levels? like racial justice and otherwise. And I'm digging deep to think, oh, like what else, what else would I do? And it's funny, Bex posed this additional question that's sitting with me. And she said, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you afraid of? I don't know how you're processing this, that question in this moment. But for me, I was like, oh shit. Like that hit me hard in the solar plexus. And we talked about like, there's bigger risk to not speak up, to not be an integrity. And there's this bigger question around like, what am I willing to lose in order to speak truth? And that's a biggie. I mean, honestly, I feel like that's the question that defines my journey so far. 
And it's going to be the question that defines my journey going forward because I know for sure, like I've scratched the surface of racial injustice. I've scratched the surface of politics, but I, I, I maybe personally, not publicly have gone deeper than that, but publicly in my newsletter, in my podcast, in my social media, in my, you know, media appearances, have I gone deeper than that? I don't know that I have. And that's the most honest and transparent I can be in this moment to say, that's some of what I'm sitting with. That's some of what this conversation really provoked in me. And it also called up for me this idea that my friend Varian Brandon, who is, uh, I mean, she's one of the most life-changing humans you will ever come in contact with and one of the most powerful coaches. And Varian has this concept of the willing to lose list. And what Bex was talking about made me think of Varian's list and my version of what that list is. And the theory, not the theory, the idea behind a willing to lose list is like, if we put someone or something on this willing to lose list, then and only then will we play full out and risk everything because we're willing to say goodbye if they don't, if it doesn't live up to our intentions, if we don't live up to our intentions. And I've always loved that concept. And so kind of thought about Bex's question, like, what am I willing to lose to speak my truth? So essentially, what's on my willing to lose list? Is it followers on social media? Hell yeah. Speak my truth all day long. And this idea of rejecting likability, that's okay. I'm always, I'm, I don't think I'm going to say her name right. I'm such a huge fan and I need to learn. But Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, who wrote Dear Ajuele, or A Feminist Manifesto in 15 Suggestions. She has an incredible TED Talk, the topic of which is We Should All Be Feminists. And this little handbook is incredible. I literally keep it on my desk and at my bedside. And I just, it just aligns with everything, everything that we're talking about right now. And so I encourage all of you to sit with what I'm thinking about right now. Like who or what is on your willing to lose list so that you can play full out and live into who you be. What is serving you? I just think this concept is so powerful because we get very attached to 
I need to hang on to that relationship or that thing or that community or whatever it is. And at what cost? And I think so much of that shows up in racism and anti-racism. And that's what Bex was reminding us of. And so let's talk about what's on your willing to lose list. How can we show up in a way that is authentic, that is our voice, that is our truth, that is, you know, in deference to it's okay if those people walk away. It's okay if I can't have that thing. And it's hard. I'm not presenting any of this as if it's easy, but man, this is this is like what matters most. And you you guys know I talk about rebelling for who we are, what we want, and the impact we want to have in the world. This is about the shit that matters most. And so I just keep thinking about this idea of talking about my own lived experience being really, really transparent about what I'm waking up to, which is, you know, what's happening inside of me right now is this realization as I'm sitting in the midst of Black History Month and the biggest, like probably the biggest, at least in my lifetime, swell of racial injustice we've seen in a long time. And I hope the beginning of the end of it in this generation, as Justin Michael Williams is on a mission to mission to accomplish, and I am standing side by side, locked in arms with him, as many other hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are. His goal is 1.9 billion, I think it was, which is fucking incredible. So let's model it. Let's model it. Let's talk about it. Let's show up in integrity. Let's post on our socials and speak our truth. And I think more than anything, this conversation is my commitment to be doing more of that. I've struggled to be posting consistently on social media. And I've only scratched the surface in speaking my truth on being an anti-racist and in, you know, standing with my friends of color. And that's another thing that, you know, Bex is really reminding us, like, be really conscious of your proximity to privilege and ask yourself the question, like, am I willing to stand with? That's a decision. And you are going to have to get clear on your willingness to lose in order to make that decision. And even publishing this podcast is probably my declaration to say, it's okay. Some of you are going to listen to this and be like, no, I'm not on this rebel soul's journey with you anymore. And that's okay. It's a decision I made to hop on here tonight and say, this is a conversation that really matters to me. This is a conversation that I want to have with myself and with my community. And I want to make a difference. 
And honestly, it's not just about racial injustice. I think that's a huge, well, for me personally, that's a huge conversation. And it's one I want to be a part of. And it's one I want to show up in more. And whew, I mean, even in the way, I mean, this is interesting. One of the things we talked about and one of the things that I've been sitting with uncomfortably, if I'm honest, is this idea of manifesting. And when people like me, white, cisgender, upper middle class, privileged people like me say, I've manifested this incredible place that I'm sitting in in LA right now. I was thinking about this in the context of the conversation with Bex. And I was like, holy shit. Because she asked us the question, is your manifesting really manifesting? Or is it about privilege? And I thought, fuck, like my proximity to privilege is, I mean, I'm there. <laughs> I'm like in the bullseye. I'm in the bullseye especially somebody who's come out of 26 years, you know, as a corporate success, as a woman who comes from, a, you know, an upper middle class family whose father and mother paid for her college education and made introductions into the advertising industry and all the things. I'm saying those out loud and I started my book, I remember the biggest fear I had about writing my book. I think many of you have read it and you know, the biggest fear I had was that people would say to me, readers would play back to me, fuck you, fuck you and your privilege that you were able to leave this incredible position as the chief marketing officer of Harley Davidson as any sort of executive in the corporate world and go off on this little jaunt called sabbatical and take a year off work and all the things. I was terrified. And I know to some people that, I mean, it's, it's unfathomable and will never happen in their lifetime. And yet I've always been really hopeful that I could tell this story in a way that would inspire people of all cultures and socioeconomic stratas and, you know, again, races and creeds and do not, what, whatever, whatever. It's really important to me that there's a message, there's the medicine. And yet I understand, I started the book by saying, this isn't going to be for everyone. And I want to acknowledge my privilege and good fortune that played a role in this story. And I still sit with that today and think I'm, I'm beyond grateful that my story is in the world, helping, you know, transform lives and liberate souls and really put language to something that a lot of people haven't had language for. And at the same time, I'm recognizing that 
I'm not sure I even understood the magnitude of privilege that I have experienced. And so I'm saying that out loud here. I'm making a commitment to, I want to, I will continue to follow Bex and her teachings and her insights. And I want her to help me continue my awakening. I'm also diving into the incredible, I don't want to say charitable work, but like philanthropic work that Bex is doing sponsoring classrooms and bringing books and reading and awareness and like relatable stories into classrooms. And it's so incredible. So I am making a commitment to sponsor a classroom. I want to, I don't know. I, I don't know all the things that I'm going to do as a result of this. I'm going to be super, super honest, but I also know that I just, I want to make a declaration that I am recognizing my privilege more than ever and my proximity to privilege and that many of the statements I've made in the past are a product of privilege, not a product of intentions and manifestations and a lot of things that we kind of say in this woo world that we live in at times or that I live in and I have perpetuated. And I want to, you know, kind of just continue to examine my own beliefs around Black humanity and around, I don't know, like one of the things that was said by this beautiful woman, Cherie, who's in our community And Bex is like, we all want the same things. Like, why do we keep trying to make this about race? And so you guys have a commitment from me that I'm going to start being more transparent about the awakening inside of me and these questions that I now have about my own complicity in racism and the different choices I want to make and the different efforts that I want to support and the different perspective that I want to take in supporting my Black friends and my Black compatriots in, in every way. And from everything I read to what I support to where I put my money, yeah, to publishing houses that I support, quite frankly. So that's it. I mean, that's really like, I, I want us all to sit with this question of, What am I waking up inside of me? And let's talk about our experience. Let's share our lived experience. Let's be really transparent about our own evolution and awakening and let each other and our own communities, this community of fucking incredible rebel souls, let's witness this for each other. And I promise to model like what I'm afraid of. I promise to say the thing I'm afraid of. I promise to call out what I'm willing to lose. And in this case, I made the decision to have this conversation, like I said, because there's a very real chance that some of you are going to be like, uh-uh, don't want to be a part of this. 
not going forward. Shelly's just not talking about like, you know, the cool surface shit. And you guys know me, I'm not surface. Like I go deep, but this feels like a new and very crucial level of awakening level of sharing that I'm, I'm calling myself to do. And I want to, honestly, I want to hold us all to that. And I want to model that like Beck said, model it versus coach it. And I'm inviting you all to do the same. Let's hold each other accountable for, you know, what, what we say and why, and being super transparent about it. So, you know, I think in the past I've glossed over some of this and I've maybe taken the easy way out by saying I'm reading the thing or I'm doing the course or whatever it is, but haven't really truly deeply spoken my truth of what I'm thinking or what I'm experiencing or what I'm conflicted or confused about. And I'm still processing all of that and my role in all of that. So more to come on this topic. I I just wanted to say that. I wanted to share that I'm really understanding now that there's there's a, a next level to my awakening and I'm having that reckoning with it. And I'm incredibly grateful to Beck Spiruki for awakening that within me and challenging us with so many powerful ideas. And I want to say to her, I stand with you. I stand with you. And I'm kind of doing an audit in my life right now of my beliefs and what's going on internally and my actions in the world and how I want to shift those in service of standing as an ally, an active ally. And I invite this whole community to do the same thing. And let's have a conversation about what that means. So yeah, I hope those questions, those invitations, those actions, and just kind of knowing where I am in the messy middle of all of this is helpful for you guys to hear. So I'm publishing this, even though it scares the shit out of me. (laughs) I'm going to be really honest about that. And yet I know it's a really important and powerful thing to do on, on my journey, on my very personal journey. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for taking this all really seriously. Thank you for being open to receiving and being introduced to some of these incredible mentors who I'm also being introduced to. And have a think about what this, what does this mean in your world? And what's, you know, what are you waking up to inside of yourself? And how do you want to start sharing that with the people in your life and in your community? Because it matters. And with that, I'm going to sign off for my last podcast of Black History Month. But just know, like, Yes, it's a month, but it's a lifetime. And I'm still 100% signed up with Justin Michael Williams that we're going to end racism in this generation. And the more of us that subscribe to the fact that we can end this and move toward or rebel for, 
the more likely we are to accomplish it. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much. And let's do this. Let's get woke together and support each other and make a big fucking difference in this world because that's what we're here to do. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?